evolution is not designed to make us happy. It's really important. And we are evolutionary creatures. And just because we're in the 21st century doesn't mean that evolution stopped in its tracks. It didn't say, oh, we've made it to the 19th century. I can give up now. I don't have to do my thing anymore. I've got from cavemen to civilized beings. That's it. I check out. Job done. Drop the mic. No, we're constantly evolving. That evolutionary machinery that was with us from all those millennia ago still sits within our system. In fact, the big battle of life in many ways is the human part of our brain, that consciousness, that rational part of our brain is constantly in battle with the evolutionary processes that very often lead us astray in this modern world. It's a bit like having an iPhone 1 right now. Yeah, you might be able to cobble it together to work, get it to work, but it will be hopelessly, hopelessly out of date. And it feels like we're all running around with this evolutionary machinery that's so out of date for the world that we live in. But there's some important principles to understand. And, and, and I think when you start to embrace this kind of evolutionary psychology learning, it creates a whole different picture on the world. You start to see it for what it is. I think you start to gain a much better sense of the true reality rather than the one that evolution wants to paint. Because I'm going to refer to a brilliant book, one of my favorite authors of all time, a guy called Robert Wright. And I would um, suggest that you read as much Robert Wright as you can. He wrote The Moral Animal. I absolutely love that book. Again, that's all about evolutionary psychology. He wrote uh, Zero Sumness, another great book. And he also wrote a book called Why Buddhism is true and that's the book that I'm going to reference for you now but there's a part at the start which I love where he actually recaps evolutionary psychology he says this this is about evolution the question you might might need to ask is this what kind of perceptions and thoughts and feelings guide us through life each day the answer at the most basic level isn't the kinds of thoughts and feelings and perceptions that give us an accurate picture of reality no at the most basic level, the answer is the kinds of thoughts and feelings and perceptions that helped our ancestors get genes into the next generation. Whether those thoughts and feelings and perceptions give us a true view of reality is, strictly speaking, besides the point. As a result, they sometimes don't. Our brains are designed to, among other things, delude us. End quote. Isn't that powerful? Reflect on that for a moment. I love this stuff. Evolution isn't designed to paint this perfect picture of reality for us, is it? It's actually designed to get its genes into the next generation. Therefore, genes, mental traits, habitual behaviors that facilitated that proliferation of genes into the next generation have flourished as we evolved and the ones that didn't aid that process have fallen by the wayside. Therefore, what we're left with are all of these habitual thinking tools, traps, biases, emotional influences that are not designed to give us this beautiful sense of accurate reality. They're designed to show us a picture, a painting, a story of that reality that might help us get our genes into the next generation. So that comes with all sorts of thinking traps and limitations in our psychology in many ways. It means status is so incredibly important to us. Not being thrown out of the tribe is incredibly important 
for us. Not being that tall poppy is incredibly important to evolutionary survival, the sort of one-upmanship, the status game. All of these things would have made sense to move up that social ladder, to have the best chance of getting your genes into the next generation. That protectiveness, that you know, violence in some ways to keep your tribe alive is all baked into that evolutionary machinery that we carry with us at all times that's painting this clouded picture of reality. That's why we've got that sort of vengefulness about us that sometimes we look for reciprocation and if it's not reciprocated, we shun those people. Think about how basic we are, what's going on in our minds all the time. It's actually driven so much by this evolutionary picture that paints over the true reality. So I think one of the greatest insights into human psychology and behavior is to one, become aware of this, and then two, try and learn tools and techniques to step away from that evolutionary painting or picture and start to see something that looks closer to a true reality that lives beneath. And that's extremely hard to do, right? Because you're up against, in many ways, the power of evolution but what a game that is to play that's what buddhism in many ways is stepping outside of that delusion to see something that looks closer to the true reality that lies beneath and in that space you become more authentically you in many ways and it's hard to articulate and i'm hoping i'm doing my best i might be slightly clutching at straws but i'm trying to give you this insight that it's taken me a long while to figure out that what we see is not the truth. It's a picture painted by evolution. It's a picture painted by our past histories, our past successes, our past failures, our past traumas. None of us are seeing reality, yet we're all running around thinking that we do. So one of the great insights is, is to realize that and you can start to let some of that machinery go. You can start to leave some of those emotions by the wayside and not fall into that trap of that painted picture to see something that lives beneath and mindfulness and being in the present moment and some of these clever skills knowledge learning give us this insight actually to put us in a place to see something that looks closer to reality and from that place we can make better decisions we don't carry those those regrets or those one-upmanship as much as we would if we left evolution to itself i'm in danger of rambling but you sort of get the point that i'm making and hopefully that's insightful. Let me know if it is. There'll be lots more on this because it's a topic that I, I love to talk about because I find it endlessly fascinating that we live in this world where we think we see things as they are, but we don't. It's a far cry from reality what we see. And I think once you start to realize that, it gives you the opportunity to sidestep it, but it requires deliberate practice and effort. Anyway, I've gone over time yet again. I'm going to wrap it up there. Hopefully I'll see you tomorrow or maybe not.